Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. 162,000 new jobs last month. In Fairfax County, DNA testing has revealed the identity of a woman killed decades ago. I'm Melissa Howell. Good morning. Welcome in 3 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Aaron Rubin in New York. It's win or go home for the United States as they face the Netherlands at the World Cup today. Our Roxana Saberi is there. We want to keep going and we want to keep doing well and make the country proud. While the U.S. has reached this stage seven times before, most recently in 2014, the Dutch have made it to the finals three times without ever winning. Mixed signals about the U.S. economy. Bradley Blackburn reports. The latest data from the Department of Labor shows the economy added a better than expected 263,000 jobs in November. I think what this report tells us is that while the economy may be slowing down, especially in certain areas like technology or real estate, the overall employment landscape remains solid. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger says the strong report means the Federal Reserve will likely raise interest rates again. There's been a rise in hate speech on Twitter since Elon Musk took over. CNS Ian Schur. So far, we've seen that even though Elon Musk says he is an extreme believer in free speech, each time that he's been up against a challenge, whether it is what Kanye West has been sharing anti-Semitic stuff on Twitter or other moments, he's been forced to deal with the reality that some of this stuff can actually lead to people being hurt. Ahead of Tuesday's runoff in the Georgia Senate race, President Biden did his part. Rather than travel south, the president campaigned for the incumbent Georgia senator in Massachusetts, telling a Boston phone bank staffed by union activists that it's important for Democrats to win a 51st Senate seat. Mr. Biden says if Raphael Warnock loses in Tuesday's runoff and the Senate again ends up split 50-50. That means you got 50 presidents. Anyone can decide to change the direction of the country. Mr. Biden said Warnock's opponent, Republican Herschel Walker, doesn't deserve to be in the U.S. Senate. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, Washington. And while in Massachusetts, CBS's Michael George says the president had a royal visit. At the royal visit in its final day, President Biden greeted Prince William outside the JFK Presidential Library Friday. Earlier, Caroline Kennedy, the late president's daughter and the U.S. ambassador to Australia, took Prince William through the library. William and Kate's Boston itinerary focused on environmental projects and innovators, culminating with Friday night's Earthshot Prize Award ceremony. Defense Secretary Austin unveiled the Air Force's new stealth bomber, the B-21 Raider, taking its name from the 1942 Doolittle Raid over Tokyo. They're priced at $750 million apiece. This is CBS News. This is a St. Jude moment. Ashton was a high-level athlete, and in a an instant, your world flips, and your healthy five-year-old competitive cheerleader has a brain tumor. And the physician was like, your best option is St. Jude. Receiving treatment that was life-saving for our child and knowing that that treatment would be of no cost to us was a huge weight lifted. Learn more at stjude.org. WTOP at 303. It's Saturday morning. We made it to the weekend, everybody. December 3rd, 2022. Morning rain, then clearing later today. Breezy, warm. I have 63 before we're done. 48 in our nation's capital now. 
Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We do indeed thank you for taking us along for your morning ride. Now being the local stories we're looking at for you as we head into this Saturday morning together, we begin with a video of a shooting locally aboard a Metro train nearly two years ago. It was at the heart of a case against an FBI agent. He was accused of attempted second-degree murder and other charges. As WTOP's Kate Ryan tells us from the courthouse in Rockville this morning, the jury has apparently made its decision in this case. Not guilty. Four times the foreperson of the jury in Montgomery County said 38-year-old Eduardo Valdivia, an FBI agent, was not guilty on all counts in the shooting of a man on a red line train in 2020. Montgomery County State's Attorney John McCarthy was disappointed and said the question was whether Valdivia's actions against a man who had asked him for money were reasonable. That got answered today by the jury. As a representative of the people of this county, I think that they were entitled to hear the evidence and make that decision. Robert Bonsib, the attorney for Valdivia. He acted reasonably. All he wanted to do was to go to work that day and come home, be with his family that evening. In Rockville, Kate Ryan, WTOP News. 3.05 Saturday morning on WTOP. A cold case murder locally in Northern Virginia, a step closer this morning to being solved, we're told. That's all because the victim has been identified now nearly 30 years after her remains were found. Back in 1993, a woman was found stabbed to death in a wooded area out in Centerville. Last month, Fairfax County's major crime, Cyber and Forensics Bureau, identified her. That Jane Doe is uh, Sharon K. Abbott Lane. Major Ed O'Carroll oversees the bureau. We, we never knew... Uh, who the remains belong to. With the help of her family, they were able to use DNA testing. Sharon was last heard from in 1987. Her late father received an anonymous call about four years later that his daughter was dead. O'Carroll says while her death is closer to being solved, they need the community's help. We hope someone comes forward, be it the killer or someone with information. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. WTOP News time, now 3.06. In other news, this early morning on WTOP, if you call 911 in D.C., how confident are you these days that you'll get the help you need when you actually need it? Members of the D.C. Council are not very confident, apparently, after a series of botched calls over the years. But the mayor is now trying to prop up her D.C. nominee to run the 911 call center ahead of a vote next week. WTOP's John Doman looks this morning at the friction between Muriel Bowser and the council right now. The treatment of Karima Holmes is not right. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser is trying to save the nomination of Karima Holmes, who ran the Office of Unified Communications once before. OUC has drawn lots of criticism for repeated failures by dispatchers to get emergency response on time and to the right address. In one case this summer, a newborn baby that had stopped breathing died when paramedics were sent to the wrong address. Holmes has been the interim director for months and says the criticism directed at her is unfair. I am actually asked across this country to help other 911 directors run their center. And it's absolutely embarrassing that in my own hometown that that is not seen. The appointment did not have support when it came to the council. The full council will take up her nomination and council chair Phil Mendelson says he expects it to fail. I'm a little surprised that the mayor has decided to dig in on this. In Southeast D.C., John Dome in WTOP News. It may be time to have that talk with your kids. No, not that talk. We mean telling your kids this morning about how tight your Christmas budget is.
Greg Merced, who runs a business called Busy Kid and is a certified financial planner, says, go ahead, don't be shy. I think they love it, and I think they get they get it quickly. Merced says you can explain inflation and tight budgets by using everyday experiences. Hey, guys, um, you know, we're filling up the minivan again because I have to drive you to piano practice and soccer and all this stuff. Mm. Um, it used to cost us $50 to fill it up. Now it costs us 80 For more tips on how to talk to your kids about money, listen to the episode with Greg on the DMV Download Podcast. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Saturday morning, December 3rd. Welcome to the weekend, everybody. Thanks for sharing part of it with us this early hour here at WTOP. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $69. It's 308. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Good morning to Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. Hello there, Dino. Still cleaning up crash activity on the Maryland Beltway, so we will start there. Outer Loop in Montgomery County coming through Bethesda. The crash right after the ramp for 355. Exit 34. Right lane still blocked, but no problem getting onto I-270 from the Outer Loop if that is what you need to do this morning. Otherwise, you are fine enter an Outer Loop through Maryland anyway. On 95, the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, 270, all running quietly. 50 between the Bay Bridge and the Beltway through Bowie and Annapolis without incident. And then across the Bay Bridge, as they reset the cameras on me as I try to look at them, it doesn't look like anything is holding you back now, though all lanes available and passable to and from the shore, with three lanes going west and two going east. In Virginia, the outer loop work zone continues, coming off the Legion Ridge from Maryland. And continuing toward Tyson's, the work near the George Washington Memorial Parkway, a left lane gets by. Interloop work through Merrifield. This is going to be near Arlington Boulevard, carrying you to a point near I-66. And that is also one to the left to get by. 95 southbound, the police activity we had near Dale City now cleared from the right side. Everything else is good on 95, 395, no reported delays. And in the district on the southeast southwest freeway, I-395 and I-695, no issues pending. DC-295 and I-295, likewise quiet. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. We've got rain that is pushing into the region, and we have a rather soggy forecast in store here for Saturday morning. Steady rain our way here, and it looks like that rain shower activity will continue through about lunchtime, tapering off to just some isolated showers in the afternoon. But it will turn windy throughout the midday with temperatures close to 60 degrees this afternoon. We're going to be much colder, though, heading into your day on Sunday with sunshine, temperatures into the middle 40s, and a wind chill at times that will be in the 20s and 30s, and then near 50 in dry conditions Monday. I'm Storm Team 4's Ryan Miller. Right now we are 47 degrees in Rockville, 49 Manassas as well at Metro Center, 47 in Frederick, Maryland. We've dropped a couple of degrees. We're down to 48 now at our nation's capital, 3 a.m. hour, Saturday morning, December 3rd. Welcome in this early hour. Glad you're with us here at WTLP 103.5 FM, WTLP.com, and of course, on the WTOP app. This latest check of traffic and weather brought to you this morning on WTOP, uh, WTOP by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Good morning. Welcome into WTOP at 311. It's WTOP News. Us in the D.C. region can list our least favorite areas for those traffic jams, but there are a few that stand out from the rest. This long line of cars is trying to get through. 
While some might argue they know of a worse spot, the National Capital Region Transportation Planning Board has compiled traffic data from the past 12 years, and it says the number one worst area for traffic jams is in Virginia, in the Woodbridge area, on the southbound stretch of I-95 approaching exit 160, which is right next to the Occoquan River. The second worst spot happens to be on that same stretch of I-95 on the northbound side. Coming in third on the list was DC-295, heading south at East Capitol Street. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. WTOP News time, now 311. November jobs report is out this week, and it shows there was stronger than expected growth last month. 263,000 positions were added, which actually marks a slight slowdown from the 284,000 jobs added in October, but it is still well above historic norms. In addition, the unemployment rate remains stable at 3.7%. This morning, Mark Hamrick, Senior Economic Analyst and Washington Bureau Chief for Bankrate.com, breaks the numbers down for us. It's sort of these days like pick your poison. Do you want to be afraid of a risk of a recession or are you aggravated by continuing inflation? And the focus on this report is not so much about being relieved of the threat of a recession developing in the near term because this is far from a recessionary jobs report adding a strong 263,000 jobs on the month, having an upward revision in the previous month, having an unemployment rate that's below 4%. But what we got also was the fact that we have average hourly earnings accelerating, and we have a year-over-year increase in this key metric of wage growth of 5.1%. So the Federal Reserve looks at all this and says, well, if we were going to take any prolonged vacations in the near term, we can't do that. We're going to stick to our guns with respect to interest rate increases. What sectors are showing some gains in jobs? Well, actually, this was pretty well dispersed, Sean. We had everything from leisure and hospitality, health, care, business professional services, manufacturing, construction, really is across the board there. We're surprisingly this time of year, and this is consistent with some of the antidotes we've been hearing from the retail trade where they're cautious about the way that holiday sales end up. We actually saw declines in both retail and warehousing and distribution. So broadly speaking, a good distribution of uh, job gains there, but with retail trade basically expecting sales over the holiday period to be flat compared to last year when you adjust for inflation, you can see where they need to be mindful of their need to try to be profitable as well. That's Mark Hamrick, Senior Economic Analyst and Washington Bureau Chief for Bankrate.com. Crunching the latest jobs numbers with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. The heart-pounding mystery. The Pulitzer Prize-winning drama, the Tony Award winner for Broadway's best revival of a play, A Soldier's Play. In 1944, on a Louisiana Army base, a black sergeant is murdered, triggering a gripping barrage of questions about sacrifice, service, and identity in America. Norm Lewis stars in A Soldier's Play, directed by Kenny Leon and written by Charles Fuller, in the Kennedy Center Eisenhower Theater, December 13th to January 8th. Tickets at kennedy-center.org. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Washington, breaking news happens every day. This just in from Arlington. So can you really afford to miss even a single day of WTOP? We're hearing about an incident in Bethesda. Everything you need, every time you listen. WTOP News. WTOP at 315. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. 
Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Saturday morning, December 3rd. Welcome to the weekend. Sports time at 315 and Frankie's turn once again this morning. It was a celebration of Maryland basketball on a Friday night in College Park as the Terps opened up Big Ten play with a win against Illinois 71-66. Jameer Young hits a big three late. He pumped in 24 as the Terps beat the Fighting Illini. Maryland now 8-0 and to start the season. The Wizards made it five straight losses on the road, this time at Charlotte. 117-116, down by as many as 22 points. Wiz had a chance to go ahead with about five seconds left, but Bradley Beal's jumper rims off. Beal had 33 points, a season high, but some costly turnovers late. Daniel Gafford, big night, had six blocks. Wizards also missed nine free throws. Wiz, a game under 500 now at 11-12, and 12, hosts the L.A. Lakers on Sunday. U.S. men's soccer it is now on to the knockout phase of the World Cup in Qatar. U.S. facing the Netherlands at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. Also playing on Saturday, Argentina faces off against Australia. So baseball news, pitcher Jacob deGrom leaving the Mets signs a five-year deal with the Texas Rangers, reportedly worth $185 million. Again, good night for the Terps, knocking off Illinois 71-66. Frank Hanrahan, WTOP Sports. All right, thanks, Frankie. As always, 316 on WTOP. Britain's Prince William and Princess Kate just wrapped up their three-day visit this week to Boston. It was actually their first trip to the U.S. in eight years, as we hear from CBS News correspondent Michael George, who was there. With the royal visit in its final day, President Biden greeted Prince William outside the JFK Presidential Library Friday. Earlier, Caroline Kennedy, the late president's daughter and the U.S. ambassador to Australia, took Prince William through the library. William and Kate's Boston itinerary focused on environmental projects and innovators, culminating with Friday night's Earthshot Prize award ceremony. The Earthshot Prize celebrates people who create solutions that repair the environment. 317 on WTOP. Locally, a county in southeast Virginia is making an unusual move, apparently, to prevent anyone from taking down a Confederate statue. The Washington Post reports this week the Matthews County Board of Supervisors is now preparing to transfer a small plot of public land under the statue to a private preservation group. The local chapter of the NAACP has threatened a lawsuit over any effort here to transfer the property, they say. About 8% of Matthews County's 8,600 residents are black. WTOP at 317. The top stories we're following for you on WTOP. This weekend, Saturday morning, an FBI agent has been found not guilty locally in a December 2020 shooting aboard a red line train. Democrats voting formally this week to remove Iowa as the leadoff state on the presidential nominating calendar. We'll tell you about the new top states ahead this morning. Will Karima Holmes once again be D.C.'s official 911 director? The mayor is fighting for her this week, but council members are not budging. Stay tuned. Keep it here on WTLP for more details in the minutes ahead on these developing stories. Where the time now is 318. Good morning. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks... Let's check in now with Ian Crawford this morning in the WTOP Traffic Center. We'll go back to the Maryland Beltway, Dino, with the rain falling in drips and drabs. We are still cleaning up crash activity on the outer loop through Bethesda. This could be just after the ramp for 355 exit 34. And now two right lanes are being blocked as they get the tow truck in and recover these vehicles and get them completely out of the roadway. For right now, stay to the left. 
in the column of two as you make your way toward I-270, but you are able to access those ramps to get on to 270 northbound from the outer loop without much issue. On the rest of the Maryland Bellway, we are quiet. 95 BW Parkway, 270, running flawlessly so far. Rain notwithstanding, again, give yourself a little bit of extra time and a little more following distance this morning because you don't have quite the footing that you would have normally on dry streets. On 50 across the Bay Bridge, all travel lanes are available and passable. Virginia Beltway still doing the work on the outer loop after the Leach and Bridge with the right lane getting by inner loop. After Arlington Boulevard, exit 50 for Route 50. That's also to the left in a single file past the work. 95 and 395, no reported delays. The earlier issue we had near Dale City on southbound 95, now long gone. We had the work on eastbound 66 in a couple of spots near Sudley Road with two left lanes getting by. And then after Nutley Street, two to the right getting by there. But again, doing so with little or no issue. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Weather front that is currently west of D.C. is pushing towards the east. It's going to continue to bring more and more rainfall into the region here through the morning hours. Temperatures will be in the 50s. The winds will start to pick up. And all the rain that's steady in the morning is going to start to taper to showers through the lunchtime. And it looks like winds are going to start to pick up. We could see gusts this afternoon anywhere between 30 and 35, maybe even 40 miles per hour. And a few showers are possible with a cold front pushing across the region. Much colder for Sunday. Temperatures in the 40s near 50 on Monday. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Ryan Miller. Right now, uh, around the region, we're at 49 degrees in Hyattsville, 48 Fredericksburg, 49 Foggy Bottom, down to 48 now in our nation's capital. Saturday morning, 3 a.m. hour, December 3rd, 2022. This latest check brought to you this morning by Lynn the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Check him out. Lynn the Plumber. This is WTOP News. WTOP at 320. Among the top stories we're following for you on WTOP as we ride into this Saturday morning together. CBS News Brief. Hiring stayed strong in November. 263,000 jobs were created, but business analyst Jill Schlesinger says inflation is still a concern. The November jobs report, along with other data out this week, which showed continued spending by consumers, is likely to mean that the Federal Reserve will continue raising interest rates. Hate speech is on the rise on Twitter, CBS's Nora O'Donnell reports. New research finds a surge in hate speech on Twitter since Elon Musk took over the platform. Watchdog groups say slurs directed at black, gay, and trans people have spiked, while anti-Semitic content also increased. Georgia's runoff election between Senator Raphael Warnock and Republican Herschel Walker is Tuesday. Reverend Warnock has President Biden's support. One of the things about Warnock is he has real character. He's a truly decent, honorable man. The president campaigned for him in Boston. CBS News Brief, Amara Rubin. Most everyone agrees the federal government should pay its bills to take care of everyone, including those who get Social Security and Medicare and basic support through food, housing, health care, and education. Most of the time, that's not a problem, except when it comes to the debt ceiling. And if Congress doesn't act to lift it during this lame duck session in place now, experts say a lot of us could be paying the price for that. This morning, CBS News congressional correspondent Scott McFarland with more for us. We're not yet approaching the debt ceiling. It's coming likely in the next year, but the crisis is potentially relevant right now. We recall what happened 12 years ago when Congress had trouble reaching a deal to raise the debt ceiling. The Republican-controlled House and the Obama administration couldn't have a meeting of the minds on this, and the U.S. credit rating was damaged, and the economy took a jolt. So did the stock market. 
Here we come into 2023 with the Republican House and the Biden administration facing the prospect of another standoff. So there was a lot of talk in the last few weeks of getting something done before Democrats lose control of the U.S. House, which means this month spoke to several local members of Congress, Don Beyer included, Jerry Connolly included, Congressman-elect Glenn Ivey of Maryland, all of whom said they'd support Congress moving on this now to avert a crisis next year. But Speaker Nancy Pelosi answering question didn't indicate there is time or space or an agreement. She wants it bipartisan. Doesn't seem to be a prospect of that. So we'll move into 2023 with that very big item still sitting on the table. Well, what about other major issues? What are they trying to get done in the final days of this Congress? One thing they're definitely going to have to do before month's end is authorize the military. That sounds somewhat obscure or wonkish. It's called the National Military Authorization or the National Defense Authorization. you got to do that every year, or you could put it on hold. Pay raises for service members, all of our local service members, military construction, procurement at all our major military facilities, including, you know, the big one in Arlington. And this typically gets done earlier in the year, but it's another one of those things that's been kicked down the curb and put on the table for this month and has to get done in the finite amount of time that remains. Now, we had the Oath Keepers trial verdict just days ago. Next week, another January 6th related trial. What can you tell us about that? What's more, it's another Oath Keepers trial. There's another group of Oath Keepers seditious conspiracy defendants. They broke them up, Dimitri, to make the trials a little more bite-sized for the juries. They'll go at it again starting Tuesday morning with jury selection. If the Department of Justice secures another conviction for seditious conspiracy, they are wielding an awful lot of leverage with more seditious conspiracy defendants to come and potentially more defendants to come, those who may not have yet been arrested. CBS News Congressional Correspondent Scott McFarland talking with Michelle and Dimitri. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. St. Joseph's Indian School is much more than a school for Native American children. It's like a family. Classes are fun here. I am learning about my culture. Since 1927, St. Joseph's Indian School has provided children the education, health care, and support they need to succeed. To help give our kids brighter futures, learn more at stjo.org today. WTOP at 325 Saturday morning. Money news each half hour at 25 and 55. Jeff Playboy here to wrap up your business week this early on. The Dow finished Friday session up 35 points. The Nasdaq lost just 21. U.S. companies added a more than expected 263,000 jobs last month. Ford now accounts for 7.4% of electric vehicle sales in the U.S., ranked a distant second to Tesla's 65%. D.C.-based Vonda Pharmaceuticals is developing a drug specifically to combat stage fright. It binds to the same receptor that nicotine does. Jeff Clayball, WTOP News. Dr. Travis Stork here to tell you about a great pain reliever called Salon Paz Pain Relieving Patches. Salon Paz is pain medicine in a patch. You stick it right on sore muscles for up to eight hours. Clinical research has shown that people that used Salon Paz reported less pain with improvement in mood, sleep, and the ability to work. Safe, effective relief is one peel in place away. Salon Paz, it's good medicine.
Ever open a kitchen cabinet and your pans fall out on the floor? Or reach for spices and everything falls out? Whether your kitchen needs a spruce up or a major remodel, a free consultation with an experienced designer at Cabinet Discounters will get you started. See photos of gorgeous kitchen and bath projects and find hours and locations of our seven showrooms at CabinetDiscounters.com. We have fantastic career opportunities for experienced kitchen designers. Check it out at CabinetDiscounters.com. 